This episode is brought to you by that GTA guy who sounds like hot shit in that commercial. Is uh, this thing on? <clears throat> Ouch. Fuck. All right. Let's do this. No talk limits. No breaks. Just plain fun jibber-jabber. You are now locking into Riley Off The Radio. Off The Radio. Man, I can't believe that it's July already. It's hard to keep track of time these days because even though I'm working the same schedule that I had pre-pandemic, well, staying at home for the most part of the day takes a huge toll on your sense of time. But anyway, welcome to episode four of Riley Off The Radio. My name is Riley, and if this is your first time coming across my podcast, I have a previous episode that talked about today's topic in passing, but it's all about hobbies. But since you're here now, you're probably wondering about the very concept of minimalism. Is it an art form? Is it about owning less stuff? Is it a psychological state? Well, it's a resounding yes to all these questions, but it's more than what those questions entail. I used to have a friendly tug of war with the concept of minimalism. There were tons of misconceptions I had about the idea, and I never thought I'd be adapting that lifestyle five years later. So today we're deconstructing the beautiful concept of minimalism and uh, what it means for me as a toy collector and someone whose nature of work seems to offer no room for being a minimalist. Now, to those who aren't privy to the idea of what it is or those wanting to practice the lifestyle but don't know how to, this one's going to be some sort of a subjective primer to becoming a minimalist because there is no singular way to practice it, all right? And with that, let me cue my awesome transition to kick off the episode. The fuck? I'm pretty sure I pressed a button right. God damn it. Oh, there it is. Booyah, motherfucker! So, I used to dabble in graphic design during my last years of college. That's when I first knew about the concept of minimalism. And to me, it was all about the absence of unnecessary design elements. It meant having two color palettes in each design I made and having a singular focal point in the final product. Well, I still carry that style with me, but as I became more invested in what minimalism is, I discovered that it's more than just a design element. So fast forward to two years later during a random day at work, I came across an interesting find on Netflix titled Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. Now it's directed by Matt Diavella and mainly follows the minimalist journey of Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus, two main dudes of the minimalists movement. And that basically served as my eye-opener and intro to how minimalism can improve my life. That was way back in 2016 and I still keep on learning about it. So yeah, before we tackle a few things that I think about minimalism, I want to start by saying that, in a nutshell, minimalism is a way of life. In essence, 
that's how it's generally defined. So I want to break my definitions of minimalism down to uh, four main ideas. The first is that it's a literal lifestyle. It's literally eliminating all forms of clutter from my immediate physical space. That means all unnecessary stuff is non-existent in my life. I don't have things that I don't need or use. If it won't be something that I can use within a week, it's automatically disposed of or donated. If you look at my room, it's just the bare essentials. I've got a table, a small closet of clothes, etc. That's it. My eyes bleed black whenever I see something that's just there to occupy space. It has to have a use in my routine. Uh, second, minimalism equals mindfulness for me. As someone living with panic disorder, minimalism helped me filter out the thoughts that used to plague my life. Those that acted as conduits of anxiety like overthinking and hypochondria or the state of constantly being obsessed about every little thing happening in your body making you think that something's wrong with you, like you're going to die anytime soon. And I'm also more mindful of how I am around people. It has helped me understand and respect people on a deeper level. Minimalism enables me to be conscious about every word I say and making sure that I'm not crossing any lines and always being respectful both orally and uh, mentally. But mindfulness mainly applies to how I look at material possessions. To me, it's about having exactly what I need and uh, utilize in order to optimize the quality of my life, my happiness, uh, comfort, and contentment. That's why I only have the essentials and live within or sometimes below my means. If I don't see a particular need for it at the moment, I don't buy it. And I don't really have a specific goal about this, but I'm always consciously working to get to the mentality of purposefully thinking about every purchase. Will it replace something that I already have or is it something new that I actually need? Mindfulness also meshes with my third definition, which is my favorite personal aspect of this philosophy, and that's digital minimalism. So if there's one unique thing that y'all should know about me, it's that I am an incredibly neat person. Aside from the hygienic benefits of being neat, my neatness also touches on my digital life. I don't want digital clutter hounding my laptop and computer. I hate it when icons or files are scattered all over the computer. Everything has to be arranged according to use and uh, classified through folders and such. And with that, some people might think that minimalism is kind of like a form of OCD or uh, obsessive compulsive disorder. Now let me get this straight. We shouldn't be using that term so loosely and casually whenever we see someone who is neat or a minimalist. And that's because OCD is a major mental health issue. It's not just simply being excessively neat. So do me a favor and drop it from your vocabulary, alright? So fourth, I see minimalism as a form of aesthetic. I never really got past the minimalist approach to design. In fact, my love for it grew as I learned more about it. I love white empty spaces with no clutter. I absolutely go batshit crazy over two-tone graphic designs. And when it comes to my wardrobe, most of them are just plain colored. So it's either black, white, 
or what else do I have? Dark blue. And I don't think I've ever owned a colorful shirt since becoming a minimalist. But in the midst of all these definitions, there are still some things that people get wrong about it. For one, they think it's just excessively getting rid of stuff. Nope. Minimalists still have stuff like clothes, furniture, mobile phones, and in my case, collections. Some say that minimalists aren't sentimental. Well, they're also wrong. I like sentimental belongings, and if it's something that reminds me of a person or an event, I make it a point to put that thing on display instead of just letting it rot in a box full of sentimental stuff. The thing is, minimalism is fluid and, and not a one-size-fits-all approach. It's not like other philosophies where there are concrete definitions and the standard practices. You don't need to compare yourself to other minimalists because it's not a fucking cult. You don't need to justify your approach towards minimalism, nor does it require the participation of other people. So to quote the minimalists, minimalism is a tool that we use to get rid of the excess stuff in our lives to make room for the essentials. It allows us to focus on what's important in life, like health, uh, relationships, growth, and contribution, so uh, we can find happiness, fulfillment, and freedom. I practice minimalism differently in aspects of my life. There are different ways that I use it to make myself a better person, a hobbyist, and a professional. So, as a toy collector, minimalism comes into play, pun intended, when I acquire action figures. I don't just buy just for the sake of having it. I buy the characters that I like and ones that fit the scale of what I'm currently collecting. Just because a figure box tells me to collect them all doesn't mean I'm very much open to that idea. More often than not, I only grab those that strike me as interesting. And as long as my collections give me meaning and purpose and happiness, I'm absolutely fine with it. As someone who works in social media and marketing, my minimalist approach to design and aesthetic helps me create good campaigns that convert. I opt for more concise layouts and simple color schemes instead of off-the-wall massive graphics and peppering websites with irritating ads. And with ad campaigns, I see to it that it's less obstructive in terms of user experience and effectively conveys the message that I want to put out when I target a specific set of audience. I don't want my ads to be seen as obtrusive, you know. My work as a radio jock is simplified and made easy with minimalist concepts. I have a firm grasp of time, which is essential, especially if you work on the radio or in the media in general. And I optimize my deck and tools so that I can deliver entertainment smoothly and with no room for errors. I do scripts. Uh, I make sure that I don't talk over songs, especially if I don't have anything quippy or relevant to say. I finish my entire playlist before I do anything else and run the show as if it's my last. And I don't dick around because I see that as another form of psychological clutter. And minimalism also applies to my writing and productivity in general because it allows me to find more time to hone my craft and become a better researcher. I eliminate all distractions, and I also have a strict reading time every night before I go to sleep. So instead of like browsing on my phone until I feel sleepy, I read to feed my creativity, which is, after all, a better mind exercise if I want to keep my mind 
uh, positively engaged. And I'm also currently at work with my second screenplay and it's getting easier by reducing my mental clutter. I'm absolutely focused on building up coherent scene after scene and dialogue after dialogue. I'm like a fucking well-oiled machine, man. And uh, in terms of my personal off-work digital life, minimalism still has its roots embedded in my routine. For one, I limit my daily social media use to a maximum of three hours only, meaning I can spend that time sparingly uh, throughout the day. My phone only has the apps that I need and use on a daily basis as well, and there aren't many games installed. Looking at my phone right now, I only have Injustice 1 and 2 and a beautiful indie game called Inside. That's it. And I also make sure that I intentionally use them from time to time so they're not just sitting there occupying precious phone storage. All the unnecessary apps are deleted. And I just recently checked the total number of apps that I have installed and it's just 40. Although I think I did install a couple of new games in the early days of the lockdown, but I eventually got rid of them as I slowly developed a productive routine while in quarantine. See how that rhymes? <laughs> and then if you'd open my phone to its home screen, it has all the apps I need in one whole screen. I don't have to swipe to another page because I don't have any to begin with. Again, I only use apps that are essential, and if it's not of use to me anymore, I delete it and just re-download it if the need arises. And that system helped me to use my phone intentionally and not just as a weak cop-out when I'm bored. Because after all, there are a lot of things that I can do when I'm bored other than mindlessly scrolling on my phone. I can go uh, on a year-long social media break and not be bothered by it. But it's in my clothes that you definitely notice my minimalist practice. I only wear black, white, or blue as I mentioned earlier. And I have a lot of shirts in the same color. It's a form of maintaining the aesthetic and practicality as well because I rarely buy new clothes. And when I do, I have to give one item away. One in, one out. I only have like four pairs of shoes as well with one that I use for work and formal gatherings and then I just basically rotate between the three and that's why I make it a point to have a small closet that can only fit the clothes that I need so that I won't be tempted to keep on buying new ones that I probably won't even use that much, you know? And finally, minimalism plays a huge part in my mental health. Since embracing minimalism, I've learned how to be aware of my reality whenever a panic attack comes. It's called grounding in cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. It's also easy for me to seek help from my therapist because I've effectively eliminated all inhibitions that would have probably hindered me to complete my therapy. I'm more self-aware than I was prior to getting help and embracing minimalism as a lifestyle. My resilience to panic attacks grew more powerful to the point that I'm no longer bothered by them because I've learned to accept it for what it is and live with it. And one thing that I'm definitely proud of is the fact that I never had to touch the anxiety meds that my therapist prescribed. It actually expired last month <laughs> and it was a fucking thrill to finally let it go after treating it as a security blanket for two years. And that was my greatest victory against my panic disorder. You see, minimalism is more than just having less stuff. 
It's given me absolute control over my life and allows me to be mindful of everything that I do. It's definitely easier to resist mindless consumerism if you have like a good idea of what truly matters to you. I mean, in general, giving fewer fucks about unnecessary things is something that tends to get more comfortable the more you practice minimalism. But realistically speaking, minimalism is kind of a chicken and egg situation. It takes discipline and a desire for self-improvement to even begin the process of becoming a minimalist. But the life lessons you learn after you begin, man, this is what minimalism is really about, in my opinion. So again, I want to stress that there is no one singular way to be a minimalist. You might want to practice all of its intentions or even choose to keep the ones that only appeal to you. It's not a religion, it's not a system. It's so fluid that you can even practice it along with other personal philosophies that you might have. At the end of the day, I feel like the act of making continuous conscious decisions of what to buy or let into my life gives me a better sense of self. Even though I'm still trying to figure out what comes beyond minimalism, well, I can confidently say to myself that I am living a fucking awesome life. So, here's something you might want to think about. And I'm again quoting Joshua Fields Milburn here. Remember to love people and use things. Because the opposite never works. Wow, you've actually made it this far, man. I hope that today's episode was a source of inspiration for you to optimize your life and put some much-needed order on things. I'm not asking you to become a minimalist, but at least try to sit back and think about your essentials and how you can have a more intentional lifestyle. And don't worry, I've got a lot of good resources on the show notes, so you can check it out for yourself and see how other people practice minimalism. Thanks for listening, man. On the next episode of Riley Off the Radio, we're going to travel back to the early 2010s and uh, revisit my pretentious self because I'm coming after the hipster culture. Motherfucker, yes. Even indie bands with skinny jeans and goddamn iPhones. <laughs> all right, that's all I have. Until then, well, I'll catch y'all later, assholes. Mm-hmm.